What are those feeder cabs going to sell for the markets, the outlook, the winners of our contest? Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, the 144th Annual Mandan Rodeo Days, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Okay, first order of business, and that is to give a call to our winners of the Chansey Williams concert that is taking place June 30th, Friday, June 30th, that is, in Mandan, North Dakota at the 144th annual Mandan Rodeo Days. We've got entries from... Oh, gosh, all over the country. It was amazing how we got entries. And we're talking across the country. We're talking from, from West Coast to East Coast, all the way border. down to Florida. It was impressive, amazing, and exciting all at the same time. So what we had to do is just take literally all the names. We put a little sheet of paper, and I wrote down yep. people's phone numbers, and we threw them into the cowboy hat, and it was pick out four winners and so four of you listen closely are going to be going to Chancey Williams let's get on the telly let's give uh, let's give them a call thank you for calling this is Cassie Bean with CHS Animal Nutrition I'm currently unavailable to take your call however please leave your name and number and I will get back to you as soon as possible thank you hey Cassie Hey, Cassie. You need to pick up the phone. It's Tigger and Beck with the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Hello. It's Tigger and Beck. Come on, pick up the phone. We just got her voicemail. So, Cassie, you need to give us a holler back because we are sending you to Chansey Williams. That's right. 144th Mandan Rodeo Days is going on, and you're going to be in the dirt for the kickoff concert. Well, She's got to get a hold of us back, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, so call us Cassie, now. call us back because we need your mailing address. We need all that information because I've got to, like, overnight these tickets to you. So we'll see if she'll if she's listening and she'll call us back. Okay, Cassie wasn't around, so I'm going to go down my list, and uh, we're going to give a call to Kenny in Panama City, Florida. We'll see if we can get him. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Aren't we leaving a message for this one, Tigger? We'll try. We'll try Kenny back. I don't know around. about this, Tigger. So far, we're getting skunked. We're getting skunked. Well, we'll get all these people eventually. So, Kenny in Panama City, Florida, you are going to Chancey Williams. So, I'm going to go down my list. The next we have is Landon in Illinois is <gasps> our next one. All right. Illinois is going to be lucky. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. All right. I'm not going to leave a message for Landon either. I'm going to try him back after we get off the air. Uh, did you notice he's got the same voicemail as Kenny? Maybe the roommate. I did. I did notice Buddies this. from college All right. Somebody's got to pick up here pretty quick. Okay. Somebody's got to pick up. Let's go. Our last winner we have is uh, Greg in Wisconsin. This is kind of quite a representation. Montana, Florida, Illinois, and Wisconsin. I've got a good feeling about Greg in Wisconsin. He's going to be listening to the show as we speak let's get him hi is uh greg around please yeah this is greg this is tigger with the ranch it up radio show and by golly we got your text message and we're sending you to chancy williams oh really <laughs> yes sir okay thank you you probably <laughs> thought who in the heck is this calling 
Well, I figure as a telemarketer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the season. You know, we've been called other things. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, telemarketer isn't the worst <laughs> on that. Hey, Greg, just hold on the line here a little bit. We need to get a little bit more of your information. So, yeah, congratulations. You are going to Chancey Williams. And we need to say thank you to everyone. Oh, my everyone. gosh. We had it was unbelievable. so many entries. The I entries, was amazed. The feedback, the wonderful message saying, stay ranchy and ranch it up. So thank you for all of the support and entering into our contest. And I got to say a big thank you to uh, the Mandan Rodeo Days Committee for getting us those tickets to Chansey Williams. That was wonderful for getting them uh, for us to give out to all of our fans and listeners. So thank you so much. Coming up, let's dive into this cattle market some more to see what we could be expecting this fall. We've got a lot more of the show and it's coming up right after this. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Stop by your local sale barn or livestock center and grab the latest issue of the Tri-State Livestock News. From the latest cattle market reports to various news stories within the ag industry, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. You can also check us out at tsln.com. And for those of you that might be interested in subscriptions or advertising, please give me a call, Tracy Hawk, at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. EquineMarket.com puts you in control of buying and selling horses of all breeds and disciplines. The easy-to-use online platform at EquineMarket.com offers private treaty sale, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Horses never leave the farm until the buyer arrives. And because buyers connect directly with sellers, there's no middleman. Sell horses and hay on your terms today with EquineMarket.com. Cattle Battle. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. For those of you that just found us, just tuned in, I'm visiting with Clint Berry again from Superior Livestock and Allied Genetic Partners. Last week on the program, we just recapped very briefly the Corn Belt Classic sale, which was was a wingdinger. I mean, it exceeded expectations all the way around, to quote uh, the Haas on that. So I brought him back on the show again this week because so many people are wondering just what the heck is going to go on with this market. Now, of course, we don't have a crystal ball. If we did, we wouldn't be in the business that we're in, right? But I wanted to visit with Haas a little bit more about what's happening with our markets, where we are at cyclically, where we are at in terms of the uh, cow herd retention rate, and how this relates to what we could possibly see for prices in the future. So Haas, thanks for being back on the program with us. So let me play the devil's advocate with this and you know I'm going to do it. What goes up must come down and uh, when we compare this thing to 1314 and uh, we all know what happened there. Everything was uh, and I got caught in it too. Haas, you know that. I got caught and man did I buy high and I had to sell real low. So uh, there is some some danger in that of that old saying, you know, what goes up must come down. So what is speculation looking like going into the future and uh, just the longevity of being able to sustain these higher prices? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm celebrating like everybody else, but is there enough sustainability and strength 
within this market to carry us on uh, well into uh, the fall and on into 2024? And I mean, that's a big question. I know it, it is, but I, I mean, I can tell you, granted, I'm, I'm an optimistic guy. My glasses always have full, but you know, if, if you think about a lot of the points that you touched on there, 2013 and 2014 was kind of a perfect storm. We come off historic droughts in 11 and 12, depending on what part of the country you're in. We had a depression in our protein uh, competitors. Both pork and chicken were at, at near all-time lows in production. And so we had a real high push for demand for the beef that we had in a, in a market where we were short. The, the difference in that market and this one in my opinion, you know, we, we anticipated the, the highs of 13 and 14 to last longer than what they had. And I think we, as you look at stuff now, our beef demand is at all-time highs, both domestically and international. And one thing, if COVID taught us anything, was that the American consumer is absolutely in love with beef. It's the celebratory protein and the, the protein of choice that they go to. And, and we found all new highs in what the consumer was willing to give for a good cut of meat. And I think that's an important difference as we move forward with this market, because our depressed numbers are going to, in my opinion, hold us here for a longer cycle than what we, we saw in 13 and 14. Now, I, I, you know, I'm not a I, I'm not a fortune teller and, and can't can't say that with absolute certainty. But I think if you look at at the size of the cow herd that we have right now, and you watch the trend line on what we're doing on replacements, you know, you're not seeing any pressure at this point on replacement animals, both in the bread cattle market comparative to what we're selling calves and feeders at, or are you seeing, you know, big obvious signs of heifer retention? And, and that showed up in the marketplace too. It's because most of the time those heifer calves were 15 to $20 back in most cases. And that's a clear indication that we don't have pressure for retention, at least at this point. And that too, in this market of those fall bore or those fall shipping calves, where are we going to start seeing, uh, you know, obvious market indicators of, of heifer replacement pressure. And at this point, I would have to say that, that we're not, you know, those, those heifers are still selling as feeders because, and that may just be a case of, uh, you know, funds availability and interest rates, to be fair. Now, I love when uh, when Beck gives the perspective and, and she compares our business to manufacturing, and I think that is perfect of looking at it as a business as manufacturing because we are manufacturing a product. Now, if our shelves are full, meaning our pastures are full, and we did not have to buy inventory to go and satisfy those orders and those needs, well, we're sitting awfully darn good. However, if we're in the position where we're looking at maybe we want to get into the cattle business or we need to restock or we need to do some of these different options, the reason I'm bringing this up is because now more than ever is the danger, in my opinion, Haas, when you're dangling the carrot out there and awfully good prices, but awfully good prices is completely subjective. Your operation versus mine is completely different. So now more than ever, really, people need to run the numbers and you need to understand, you know, what your grass situation is like. What is your soil situation uh, like? What is your carryover feed like? Because uh, what you may think 
are fabulous prices when we're getting all excited about them, it could very possibly be you might be getting yourself into a situation where you might not even be able to break even. Now, I don't want to rain on people's parade. I just need to bring this uh, to people's attention to cause them to think before we get so darn excited and we start writing checks, right? I would agree. You know, we spend a lot of time working in the business and not on the business. Sometimes we, we, we're notorious about doing that in, in, in the, in the beef industry and all those factors are going to play in, not to mention labor, um, availability of capital to, to reinvest into that. And how, how about a big one that we don't talk about enough? What about your transition to the next generation? Uh-huh. You know, somebody's mindset in this market that sees themselves retiring in the next 10 years is completely different than somebody that sees a generation coming back behind them that's going to continue on. You know, that's that's two totally different factors. And but I but I do think there's incredible opportunity as we're here. And I think right now, if you look at just just marginally speaking, if you look at the price of most replacements right now, it is not keeping up with the price of feeders. And, and that's not an uncommon deal if you watch the cyclical cycle of the ups and downs. The breadstock is always the last to move, predominantly, in my opinion, because producers have to get that payday back square up on their bills on what's due before they reinvest into their own operations again by adding animals or retaining animals, whichever way you want to look at that. But, you know, if you get to looking at a lot of the prices on these calves versus what what little bit of transition there is out there on breadstock, there's a lot of these calves that are. 75, 85% of the value of a bread animal, mm-hmm. well, that, that, that math works really well to buy the bread animal and sell the open heifer and get a calf in half the time to market. Exactly right. And, th- and I was at, even going to ask you that if you felt that there was going to be some more people that are at least going to be looking at that option of retaining females if they're maybe at a point that they need to restock or they see an opportunity to cull those cows. Because, you know, they're, the salvage value, that's the other uh, component, I think, that comes into this that we don't talk about a lot is what is the salvage value of some of those older cows or that are getting a little long in the tooth versus, uh, you know, replacing those females, purchasing them, or keeping your own. So what, what's your thoughts uh, on that going forward in terms of, uh, you know, heifer retention? Or do you think, again, it's going to come down to we need to uh, spend more time uh, on the business side versus working it. I think that's a great point because one nice thing about our market right now is we're still killing a lot of cold cows and bulls for a buck or better in a lot, in most, in most marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of value on an animal that, that might dollar up 12 to $1,500 or better in salvage value alone. Well, if you can roll that back into a, two to $2,500 bread animal that's going to have a marketable calf that might bring you $1,300, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know, that, those, that math starts making a lot of sense due to time. And, and that's a different, that is a different equation than what we've seen in years past when we were in destocking and restocking phases in my opinion, those numbers, that monetary value is different than what we've seen before. And I, that, that value is, is put on the, the, what we're seeing from the beef retail side of the demand for our product. And that's, I think we've never before been in a position 
where we've enjoyed the kind of beef demand we have right now. And that's that's critical because our exports are only humming and getting better. And our and our domestic market has proven that they are willing to invest in proteins that especially when it comes to steaks and, and just every day on the grind. And that's that's the staple of the American diet is hamburger. So, you know, I, there is some concern when you start to look at our protein alternative or I call them alternatives, our protein competitors, you know, pork and chicken. And you start seeing ounce per ounce being three and four times higher for beef. You, you can't help but, you know, feel for the, you know, the, the family of four trying to make ends meet and what the, the decisions they got to make. But right now we're not seeing it. You know, right now the demand in the beef case is great. And I think we need to ride that wave. But, uh, you know, we may, the interesting thing I think will be what, how do we define what size the national cow herd is going forward? Because will we ever restock to a rate that we, where we were at five, six, seven years ago? I don't know. And part of that may be generational turnover stuff. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see, do we redefine what fully stocked is? You know, I mean, do any of us honestly believe we'll ever be to a 40 million head cow herd again? And I, I don't think that'll ever happen. You know, and we may, we may meet more like a 32 to 35 million head cow herd. We'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see where that goes, but there's a lot of opportunity there, but I do think guys need to lay some risk off if they can, whether that's, you know, through some of the, the programs out there like the LRPs or whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. talk to somebody that knows more than I do, but it's a great time and a great opportunity to capture some value, and Lord knows we need it in rural America. Clint Berry, or the Haas, as we call him, with Superior Livestock and Allied Genetic Partners. We're going to have more with Clint over the next few weeks, especially dissecting this market, looking at options, and specifically looking at where Allied Genetic Partners can come in and possibly assist many of us out there. So, Haas, as always, I appreciate you. Hey, have a good 4th of July. Get home and have the opportunity to hang out with friends and family, right? We'll stick around, crew. We've got Kirk Donsbach on hold. We're talking markets. We've got updates from Mark. Vanzi with equinemarket.com. All of that and more is coming up when we come back right here on the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Pro rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Ride em, cowboy. The 144th Mandan Rodeo, presented by Dakota Community Bank and Trust, is back this summer at the brand new Dale Polky Arena. Bring the whole family out to see some of the best riders in pro rodeo, July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Ticket packages are on sale now at mandanrodeo.com, and they're going fast. Don't miss your chance to secure the best seats in the first Mandan Rodeo at the new arena. See y'all there. Livestockmarket.com puts you in control when buying or selling commercial livestock, seed stock, or show stock. The easy-to-use online platform at Livestockmarket.com offers private treaty, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Animals are sold before they ever leave your place. And with Livestockmarket.com, there's no middleman. Buyers connect directly with livestock and hay producers. There's no easier way to find buyers for cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, and hay. Sell on your terms today with LivestockMarket.com. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's that time of day when we check in, or that time in the program, I should say, when we check in with Kirk Donsbach with StoneX Financial Incorporated. We recap the markets from last week, talk a little strategy, maybe some things to look forward to going in the future. So for more details, you can subscribe to his free newsletter by texting the word CATTLE, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777, and you can get that email that comes out each and every week. Kirk, how are you, my friend? Oh, very good, Tigger, and a good day to you and your listeners out there. Beautiful rains here in Montana. I was just going to ask that um, because I know the last few weeks you've said, my gosh, it is just, it's amazing. I've never seen so much grass and the water. So the haying situation, does it got you smiling all the way around? It does. I was actually, um, my bull turnout is, is uh, just, well, today, actually. And we were testing bulls the other day, and so getting them in out of my calving lot, really. And as I was going through there, I was like, holy buckets, you can barely see the bulls. I could hate my calving lot. <laughs> there you and go. And I don't know that I've ever said that. There might be an enter- another enterprise for you. You might be selling hay before you know that. Knock on wood, right? Right. <laughs> see this guy selling hay for a little while <laughs> right. after the pain I took this spring. So what uh, numbers-wise, what are we looking at? What happened last week? All right, let's jump right into it, Tigger. As of Friday, June 16th, August feeders closed at 234.50. That's down $4.57.5 on the week. The CME feeder index was 223.76, down 242, leaving our basis negative $10.74. So our listeners out there will remember a couple weeks ago we were talking $33 spread between August futures and cash. That spread has now narrowed to $10.74. Some of that's with cash going up and some of it is with futures going down. August live cattle closed the week at 171.75. That's down 17.5 cents on the week, so all that volatility really took us nowhere. Cash trade at 182 in the south and 186 to 190 in the north. That left our five-area weighted average down $3.83 to 184.92. And the basis versus June futures a positive $6.32. So that basis is also coming in. It was pushing $10.00. Last time we talked, weekly slaughter was 634,000. That's up 18,000 versus last week, but down 52,000 versus the same week last year. Choice boxes, and get this, Tigger, choice boxes printed 340. Hello. Right. Up another $7.21 on the week. In conclusion, December corn closed the week at $5.97 and three quarter cents. That's up 67 cents and a quarter. Obviously, that's on drought concerns in the Corn Belt. Mark Banzi with equinemarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, June 28th, we have our monthly online horse auction. Bidding opens at just $100. No reserves. All horses will sell. Featured lots include Jesse, an AQHA Dunn mare, 2007, 14 hands high, a lot of horse on short legs. Nice stop and started on barrels. She'd make a great rodeo horse from Copeland Farms in Mulberry, Arkansas. Snapchat. An AQHA Roan Gelding, two years old, 14 hands high. He has the speed to make a great head horse, never bucked or kicked. He loads and bays, stands for the farrier from Downer Cattle in Slayton, Texas. Tough Gentleman's Dock Bar, a done quarter horse gelding. Fold in 2015, he's 15 hands high, ropes, loads, rides, and willing to do and learn whatever you need from McAllister International in Atlanta, Texas. Sadie, an AQHA Bay Mare, fancy broke. High-bred mare, she's traveled all over Texas competing in TTCC. 
She was pulled in 2009 from R.B. Jurgen in Goldsboro, Texas. Chester, a bay quarter horse gelding. He's 12 years old, broke but not fancy. He'll trail ride all day, sort cattle, very strong and 100% sound from R.B. Jernigan in Goldsboro, Texas. Dolly, a chestnut Mustang mare. She's BLM titled, eight years old. She's up to date on her shots, teeth, and trim. She loads, trailers well, stands well. She lunges. She sends both directions. And she'll turn on neck pressure from Cross the Line Farms in Franklin, Kentucky. Mazzy Seago, an AQHA Bay Stallion, 2020 model, 16 hands high. He's grazed the Rocky Mountain pastures, possible racing prospect here. His sire was a well-bred stakes winner. He's been handled in his walker season from Parson Farms in Weston, Colorado. Kicking asset, a Bay APHA filly. She's a yearling medicine hat filly by one special asset. Halter broke, great with her feet in the farrier from Rice Horses in Twin Lakes, Michigan. Bidding is currently live, but all horses will sell the morning of Wednesday, June 28th. Got a horse to sell? Regular online horse auctions, fourth Wednesday of every month on equinemarket.com and auctiontime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Now, before we say fairly well, we're giving a big tip of the hat to all of you who are getting ready to hit the rodeo trail. Probably a lot of you are doing it already, but you're getting geared up for Cowboy Christmas. I'm just going to say a big good luck and be safe. Hope to see some of you down the road. And that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com, Austin Singley, the Green Hat Clown, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, Clint Berry, the Haas with Superior Livestock, and the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, the 144th Annual Mandan Rodeo Days, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We have many updates throughout the week. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7 at 707 Ranch 20, which by the way, when you call, I need to mention this more and more and more, it's going to ring four or five times, then you're going to hear a computerized voice, then my voice, so please be patient when you call 707 Ranch 20 and leave us a message. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>